And welcome to Animate the World, the show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Sweeney. And I'm Richard Minari. And Richard has a surprise for us? It's a surprise. It's mostly just an accomplishment that I'm very proud of. Oh. So yesterday I looked square into the face of the devil and he tempted me and I did not buy into this temptation. Um, so... Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon is coming out very oh soon. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, I I don't know about you, Kelly, but like every person who I've talked to about this game, Pokemon, or the original Pokemon Sun and Moon, they said they didn't finish it. Like I yeah, talked same. to no one who finished Sun and Moon. Um, and yet they have the gall. Nintendo has the gall to tell to offer me. The opportunity to fight all bad guys across all seven generations of Pokemon in like a fun little rainbow rocket time. rainbow rocket land, which is I I mean like they do this every generation. They'll have like a second game where you can fight all the bad people or you can like catch all the legendaries, which it's like a very normal thing that Pokemon does, but like still I'm a sucker for it. Anyway, but they made them ugly. They made them ugly. Yes, absolutely. I miss their old sprites back when they were youngins. They made Archie and Maxie ugly, and I'll never forgive them. <laughs> they Max... made Archie white again. Yeah, no. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. They gave them great updates in 6th uh, Gen with Oros. I thought they did a great yes. job, and it was very good. But now they're back. Um, in any case, Target had a sale yesterday where if you pre-ordered both of the games, you could get them for real cheap, 25 bucks a piece, which is, like, really cheap for Nintendo really standards. Um, and you said no? And I said no. Because I knew that it would... Well, I don't know yet. All I know is that I may buy this game later, but for now, I've staved off the temptation to throw money at an engorged corporation that's sucking it away from me constantly. I'm really proud of you, Richard. Thank you. You really, like, shoved it to the man. Yeah, I feel like I've taken a really important stand on very important issues that are relevant to everyone in the society. And not just middle class people who play lots of games. So, um, just out of curiosity, you have a Nintendo Switch, correct? I do indeed, yes. And do you have Super Mario Odyssey? I do indeed. (laughs) Alright, that's what I thought. So really sticking it to that engorged I'm, I'm really sticking Instead of buying three of their games, I've only bought one of them. Mm-hmm. Very good. Is it good? Yeah. Oh my god, it's incredible, Kelly. I want to play. I need a Switch. I don't want a Switch, and every day I'm upset. No, yeah, the Switch, like, it was impossible to find, and it's very expensive, but that's why you date an engineer, I guess. Oh my god. To engineer you one from scratch? To, Is to that what that means? build one from popsicle sticks and spirit gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I did not know David was so talented. Why can't uh, yeah. he make me one then? Yeah, but that's Send my update. Over. That's just a little snapshot into Richard's life that I wanted to share with you. That's tangentially okay. related to anime things. That's beautiful. Anyway, mm-hmm. what's our quick question of the week? Ah, our question for the week. Kelly, I want you to tell me about your favorite supporting characters in anime. 
Oof. Now, supporting characters is a really nebulous topic, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. it's like you got main characters, and then you have like other main characters who the story might be about, and then you have characters who are involved in the main narrative, but like, or like don't aren't involved in the main narrative, but like influence the main character. Who cares? I'm just talking about anyone who's not immediately a main character. <laughs> Um, what first came to mind was Akira from, uh, Suritama, or the swimming anime. He's duck the guy? one with the duck. Yeah. Uh, so, he's great. I think he's actually more of a main character, though, but he starts off seeming very supporting cast, because he's, like, this weird 25-year-old who's stalking a bunch of 15-year-olds, <laughs> and he's, like, holding a duck. And then you find <laughs> out he's part of an agency to, like, stop aliens from destroying the world. Mm-hmm. Which is very nice of him, and he becomes a very good friend, and I love him dearly, and he's just really funny. He's really fun, definitely. I enjoy him greatly when he is on screen. Is he the guy who yells, oh my god! Yes! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> he says random English sometimes. When he fishes, he goes, fish! <laughs> fish! <laughs> he's great. I hear that's a really good technique for when you're fishing. Yeah, it really it, it alerts them that you want them. <laughs> you know? And they come to you. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's beautiful. I was going to say my favorite supporting character from that show would probably be Grandma. Because she's <gasps> really a good influence on her grandson. I love Grandma. Mm-hmm. It's really upsetting when you think Grandma's dead. Yeah, that's cruel. Yeah, it's very cruel. It's not nice to us. Spoilers. I like um. Captain from that show, too. It's also really upsetting when you think Captain's dead. <laughs> Because a missile gets shot into him. Oh my god, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sir Thomas brutal. Mm-hmm. I love it. You tore with your Every a Okay, lot. I also like Yamada. No, not Yamada. The purple lipstick guy who's Akira Yamada's boss, who's always on the phone with him going, Yamada! <laughs> Yamada! <laughs> you can't do this, Yamada! <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> That I guess what I'm saying is I love every character in Sir Thomas. No, definitely. <laughs> and absolutely. it is the perfect anime. <laughs> um, one of my favorite supporting characters, uh, we've talked about uh, this show and how it's, like, okay and how it's, like, fine, but, like, not for everyone. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist has a character named Roy Mustang in it. Kelly, mm-hmm. do you know of this man? He, yeah, I do. He uh, is a colonel in the military, and he was, like, one of the first cool anime guys I ever met when I was watching anime for the first time. I remember when my father introduced me to him and I shook his hand. <laughs> See, shaking hands with Roy Mustang is uh, a bit of a hazard because he can shoot fireballs from his hands, which is kind of oh. cool. And that's one of the reasons I thought he was so cool. He was not only very good in combat, but also he was very sassy and aloof, but also very lame and <laughs> dumb. And I loved it. Uh, but and he also cared a lot about the main character, and that made him great, too. And he's in love with the hawk, right, lady? He's in love with the hawk lady, who, in one se- in, in the original, she's, like, just a really kick-butt hawk lady. In the second one, she has a giant fire tattoo on her back. That's special fire magic. Oh. She's also a good supporting character. Supporting characters are the best. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm starting to realize that, like... I'm yeah. usually very annoyed at the protagonist. <laughs> Uh, because usually there's, like, a specific kind of, like, your Aaron Yeager type, 
they're mm-hmm. just angry and they just need to have this like all-encompassing passion that's very focused on one thing that just gets really annoying but it's the only way to keep the plot moving mm-hmm. so the supporting characters get to have more i guess leeway and fun you know who's the supporting character i love who um hot shot but <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about it yet soon kelly okay but that's all I can think about right now. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm very, I'm very excited to talk about this week's episodes. Um, I don't know if in free anime swim club, mm-hmm. swimming club, you are Toby. That's I butchered that. Uh, <laughs> Ray is a mainish character, mm-hmm. but I think he's more supporting than the rest. Like mm-hmm. him and Nagisa, mm-hmm. kind of take a backseat to the trio's issues in that show. And he is the best because not only he's a very much a subversion of like the classic anime nerd boy because he is the most flamboyant, <laughs> loud, tacky, but insists he's beautiful man child I've ever seen. <laughs> and I adore him. And he's very invested in his calculation <laughs> and he can't swim. And he tries so hard for his friends. And he's also very athletic for, like, the nerd boy mm-hmm. uh, trope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love him a lot. And I always think of him flying over that pole and doing his little butterfly. <laughs> That's how he's introduced. I've, like, never, like, he's the reason I decided to watch the show. Like, he is who I fell in love with first when he is introduced in episode three. And it's like, okay. The show is worth it because of this character. Really? I didn't realize yep. that's what drew you in. I remember watching the first two episodes and being like, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, and then I watched episode three and I was like, okay, this is like a step above than what I thought it would mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ray, for changing the course of my life. <laughs> for the better, only time will tell. <laughs> you know, I, I talking about this is making me realize that there are so many shows where the main character, like as you said, the main character gets on my nerves and the supporting characters are great. Like, do you remember Gargantia? Gargantua? Yeah. Like, the, the main character was rough, but yeah. his robot friend was like... Beautiful. Beautiful, and the only reason I could keep watching the show. <laughs> Beautiful robot man. Love him. Would die for that robot. Don't remember oh. his name. Robot. Would, would die for that robot. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun, I think Nozaki and Chio are the main characters, but the whole supporting cast is, like, the best part. Definitely. I completely agree. I love them all. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love fully fleshed characters that just inhabit a world. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, I'm sorry, when you said fully fleshed, I, like, could not process that for a full second. I was like, what? <laughs> Terrible. That's inappropriate. You're inappropriate. I know. Aone Takonobu is in like two episodes of volleyball anime. (laughs) And yet I hold him very close to my heart (laughs) and have a figure of him that I own. Which one is Uh, that? He is the wall. Oh. He has no eyebrows. He points at people and he says like barely anything, and he is one of my all-time favorite characters from that show. 
Um, <laughs> mostly because he is like he he's super tall and angry looking, but he is the sweetest teddy bear in the <laughs> manga. In his little like they do these little character profiles occasionally, and in his character profile, there's a question that's like, "What's his biggest concern currently?" And it's He's trying to figure out why no one will sit next to him in public transit. Oh, and no. And I'm like, this poor baby. <laughs> and he, like, I don't know. What really sold me for him was in the second season, I guess. I remember reading it in the manga is when it had an impact on me. Uh, during the second tournament, someone's making fun of the main character who's, like, this really short, trimpy guy and being like, ah, oh, he can't do anything. And Aone's just there, and he's like, shut up. <laughs> He's amazing. And I'm like, oh my god, it's like your first words, and it's defending your rival. <laughs> and it made me cry. They're really good friends. I love it. I love Aone. That's a show that has another really good cast of supporting characters, where sometimes the supporting characters are all that one thinks about. Yeah. Excuse me, are you, are you attacking me? No, 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 I'm, I'm, do, I'm, do I need to hide my, my shrine to Alba Josai, <laughs> a lesser team, not a lesser team, a better team than the main team, but not the main team. I'm no, saying I'm... this, I'm visiting home right now, so I'm on my bed and I am stroking the mural <laughs> I've made of this, the entire Seijo team. <laughs> so, um, I need you to back off <laughs> and watch what you say to me. Because I will attack you <laughs> for my voice. It's really interesting. Sometimes I like I love a main character, but like I can get like really passionately involved with like background or side characters. Like those are the ones that like I'll claim as like mine or me or someone <laughs> who I am like I really identify with are like the side ones. I would never cosplay as like a main character. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I would like you I know really why, like side characters. You know why I think that is. It's because there's just a lot more room for you as the audience to play with those characters because you don't know because the show hasn't told you everything about them. Oh. So at least for me, I get to decide how these characters work. Like there's like barely any scenes of like the Seijo team by themselves, not and like not in a volleyball match. You know, like how mm-hmm. they would work in practice or like at school. I get to make all that up. And, like, it becomes to a point where I'm, like, I have very deep-set beliefs <laughs> on their interactions that have absolutely no grounding in the show whatsoever. But it's, 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 it's a symbol that you're in too deep with minor characters when you've created this whole mythos in, like, canon, especially if you're part of a community that also is just, like, feeding off each other and getting deeper and deeper into this dark hole. and like you just don't get that same kind of freedom when you are into the main character because you can ease people can contradict you and be like no you're wrong because in the show that's they said this they can't do that with seijo (laughs) they're not in the show (laughs) maki and matsukawa are pranksters and that is just a thing within like the alba josai fan community that has never (laughs) been shown in the show i think what makes it, what what stems from it is the fact that Maki holds up a peace sign a lot. And they're like, ah, yes, these laid back memesters. That's what that means. No, it doesn't, but it is just a strong held belief between within my community. And yeah, I love that about supporting characters. That's so cool that like the fans can contribute to it and make it their own thing. Like, 
That's cool. That's cool. It's it's always interesting because when I when people like my roommate isn't really into Seijo, she's much more in the cross snow camp. Um, but I still send her like uh, Seijo fix, and she'll read them and she'll be confused because she'll be like. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Like, how do they? Like, how are these characters? This doesn't make sense. I was like, "What do you?" That's of course how they would react to that situation. That's why. And it's no. It's because I'm in this constant feedback loop. I'm in an echo chamber where I've created this whole delusion with like thirty thousand other people. There's probably less than that. Just you know, it's hilarious. Don't treat yourselves too seriously. It's really funny. That's so good. That's so good that we can And it's take... nice because then you don't, you rarely get people being like, oh, but that's not in character. And I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I want them to be. And that's what it's going to be. Whatever. That's my supporting character. Right? That's great. <laughs> oh, man. This makes me think about a bunch more supporting characters that I can like project onto or talk oh, yeah. about. Oh, man. I have projected so much onto Oikawa Toru. I don't know where he starts and I end. It's bad. It's like three years deep bad. Soon the merge will be complete and you'll become one. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to write is literally just putting all of my like anxiety symptoms onto him. And being mm -hmm. like, look at that. I can do that. It's oh, the best. Man. Ah, oh, ooh, learning okay, a lot today. And that's it. Good. Excellent. Wow. I guess we should go somewhere else. <laughs> Kelly's current corner. Wow. Sad Kelly's current over. corner is dead. I watched nothing. However, I want to give an explanation for my inadequacies. Richard, what is something you associate with the number 50? Old people. <laughs> you think 50 is old? Older than I am. Everything that's older than I am is old. It's true. Do you know what I associate the number 50 with? Qua. The number of hours I worked this week. Oh, jeez Louise. And I get paid two fifty an hour, so... Yep. Oh, man, that AmeriCorps life. That AmeriCorps life, though. So, yeah, I had, like, two days where I worked 14 hours in a row. Oh. So I didn't have time for anything. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh, so sorry, everyone. Maybe next week. <laughs> I did watch what mattered. So. Okay, good. Give me that. Mm -hmm. uh, does this mean you'll have to work fewer hours later on at some point? Or no. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's AmeriCorps life. That's AmeriCorps life. Um, I got oh, to... Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm going to record that as my ringtone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that actually ended up being the home improvement song. I was going to say... Whoopsies. <laughs> Go on. Um, oh, so, I mean, I didn't watch anything this week with the exception of getting fully caught up on DuckTales once again. I fell <gasps> off the bandwagon, but I'm back on it. Oh, I need to get on that wagon. It's, uh, it's like, so I'm not going to oversell it because, like, I don't want people to say, like, oh, Richard, you told me this thing is great, but it's, like, not great. 
But, like, if you're looking for a solid show with, like, lots, like, a lore that's, like, established but, like, getting reintroduced, check it out. Check it out, my friends. I'm excited. How many episodes are out now? Oh, like, nine or something? Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. And my Scottish accent's getting better and better every week. <laughs> oh god. Ah. We need to get out of here. Is let's go time? to the let's go to club. To club. To the anime club. To the anime club. Because we've got a lot to talk about. We got so much to talk about. Uh-huh. But like I don't even know where to start. I just want real quick before we start is to just I wanna take all those theories and those guesses of what was gonna come next that we had last year. And I want to take them all, like Hot Shot somehow, revealing his relationship and getting sent back to the dictionary, things like that. I just want to take them all in this box. I want to put them all in this little box. I'm going to set the box on fire. I want to throw rocks into the box. And then I'm going to tie a chain around the box and throw it into the middle of the ocean of words and cry. Because <laughs> they're all useless. Yep. We're failures. Yep. Did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. So with that being said... Still full of emotion and hope and thought. Let's jump into episode seven of The Boat Book. (laughs) All right, so episode seven starts off with Hotshot and Lady Friend, and they're walking down the street, but not together. (laughs) She is a few steps ahead of them because they can't be seen together. And, like, she's like, what if we went to get some ink paella? And he's like, what if someone sees us? And she's like, okay. And he's like, keep moving, lady. Let's, can't be seen with you. And I'm like, wow, it's just awful. But also they're, like, really good about it. It's weird. Because mm-hmm. it's like, she's, like, totally understanding of it and is also doesn't want to share their relationship. Because I guess they'll be, I don't know why. I don't know. Um... Opening happens, and then we cut to Bookworm realizing that, like, he can't really grip things, and it's because he's lost his fingertips, <laughs> or his fingerprints, um, which, according to Hotshot, means he can rob a bank now, so that's going to be some exciting foreshadowing, right? That's next episode. That's why we New threw prediction. They're going to rob a bank and finance the dictionary themselves. It's a money pit. They need bank money. <laughs> um... The professor's manuscript, the one that Hotshot's been schmoozing uh, to write them a thing, uh, is here, and he did not write it according to guideline, which is so relatable. Just like, I told you what to do when you blatantly didn't do it, and now I have to fix everything. So it's time to edit. And Bookworm is super impressive at this. Mm. Um, And as he's editing, it's an entry about this man named Saigyo, who traveled or something. Um, and as he's editing this, like, script that tells the story of this guy, he's also thinking, like, well, this word can mean multiple things, not just the man. So there's, like, a, it can just mean a traveler. It can just mean, like, the hat the traveler wears or the specific cloak, like, all these kinds of different meanings. And he's, like, overwhelmed by it. And he's, like, which one should we use, Hotshot? And Hotshot's, like, I think the traveler definition, because representation matters. <laughs> if a traveler reads this, he'll identify with it and be like, there's more people like me out there, and it'll comfort him. And Bookworm is just so doki-doki about this. He's like, <laughs> wow, you're an incredible hotshot. Elder Wordsmith, who's just there, is like, you two make a beautiful team. And that's <laughs> when I started crying. Because, uh, same. 
And he like he keeps complimenting. He's like, you respect each other's strengths and compliment each other. It's a wonderful trust you have. Hmm. And then he leaves for the night. And I'm sobbing in the corner. And everyone's very emotional. So Hotshot and Bookworm get some air after that compliment. They go up to the roof to take a drink. And Bookworm just starts talking about how sad he is that Hotshot's leaving him because... They'll lose his warm and understanding perspective and his, like, ability to realize what, what, like, the human touch. And Hotshot says, no matter what obstacles come your way, I will always support you. And now it's just, I'm only tears. (laughs) Richard's crying right now. Why is Hotshot, why are they such... Mm, why do I care so much about these characters? When do they become such good friends and co-workers? I don't get it. I love them so much. It was seamless. And, like, literally nothing has happened in this show, and yet I care so much. Right? They're just writing a damn book. Um, so, Bookworm leaves early to see Chef Payne cook her first meal at the restaurant. It's, like, her first time doing it by herself or something. And he invites Hotshot, but Hotshot's real smooth and is like, I know you want to go alone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to keep working. Um, Hotshot gets back to his place and he talks about work bookworm to his girlfriend, like always. Uh, and lady friend is like, bookworm has a girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, didn't I tell you about that? And she's like, what's she like? And he's like, oh, she's super hot. <laughs> and like lady friend doesn't get jealous. Like she doesn't care. Cause she's an adult person. <laughs> and like, I don't know. She says something and hotshots and like, Hotshot decides he needs to take a long bath. And so he takes a very long bath. And he comes back to their shared bed. And Lady Friend's already kind of there. But she's like, you took forever. And Hotshot's like, you're ugly. (laughs) And she says, you're a meanie. And then they cuddle. And I'm so, like, my cold heart is warm with their love. Because this is what it is. This is what love is. It's them. And it kills me. (laughs) So they cuddle, and she's like, you keep coming home late. And he's like, I gotta do a lot of stuff before I transfer. And she's like, don't push yourself. And she's, like, pulling him toward her. And he's like, hi. And, like, drifts to sleep. And I just wanted to die. (laughs) Because if, like, it was literally the cutest scene I've ever seen between a couple in anime. Mm -hmm. It was just so loving and mature and res- and it was just real and it was beautiful mm-hmm. and i wanted to frame it forever and it's my by far my favorite scene in the whole show anyway i guess there's a dictionary that's happening so back oh, at yeah. the office uh book dad has allergies which means spring is in the air and uh it's about one month left till hotshot leaves us forever and dies at the pr department who are supposedly very brutal uh, according to book dad and hotshot's like please don't tell me that Mm. Uh, there's a phone call that comes in and it's from the professor Um, and so Hotshot picks it up and immediately the professor's just screaming at him and so Bookworm looks a little concerned Um, but Hotshot plays it off cool and says like oh I just gotta meet him it's fine so he meets with the professor and the professor is super pissed about how his manuscript's been mutilated by the revisions and he's also angry because Hotshot is abandoning the work so he's like if you don't care about it why should I so um, Hotshot gets mad at this and is like, Bookworm is a man you can trust. He's going to make the best damn dictionary. And he's going to, uh, 
And then uh, the professor's like, well, if you say that, then he's going to write all the manuscripts if he's so good. And Hotshot decides to lay on the compliments, kind of schmooze his way by being like, well, actually, in all honesty, you know, you were the one that had the least revisions. Everyone else was awful. So thank you so much. Da, 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 da. And it's like working. Um, but oh my, like this scene was crazy. This made, I was going to be sick. I was I so know. upset. This was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Professor won't accept it unless he kneels to him. And I'm like, what is this? What is this weird power play? Yeah, it's like, oh, God. And <laughs> you can feel how much Hotshot hates this, but it's also like, I got to do it for the dictionary. And so he's like, it's slow-mo him kneeling. Uh, and he suddenly replaces all his memories of bookworm. And in his head, he's like, our dick has more pride than this. <laughs> so he stands right back up. And instead, he's like, you know, your mistress seems to be quite a good chef for being so young. I hear she's a stellar student. Oh, and God. oh my God, the color drains from the professor's <laughs> face. And he tries to hide the like homemade bento that was really cutesy he was eating. And so um, basically using this tactic, he, uh, he, um, he gets the professor to agree to keep working on the dictionary. And before he leaves, he says, you know, Bookworm's going to make a killer dictionary. Thanks for your support. Bye. And then he calls Bookworm on the way out. And he's like, I got you, babe. And Bookworm's like, I knew you would. I trust you. I always can rely on you. Uh, Then he hesitates a moment. uh, But then he decides to text Lady Friend to go out and to eat uh, at that Ink Paella place like a good boy. And she's like, I'm free, but we might run into someone from the PR department. Is that okay? And he's like, who cares? And I love him. I love him so much. Uh, and then we cut to Bookworm working hard into the night. And he doesn't feel alone, even though he's alone in the office, because he knows Hotshot loves and supports him. And the episode ends. And then the bumper is really cute, because it's Hotshot helping uh, pick out glasses with more gravitas. <laughs> For bookworm and bookworm hating it and that's the end of episode seven and the end of the show isn't that funny isn't that funny how it's the end of the whole show after only seven episodes <laughs> yeah it's like that's it that's it right richard oh well actually funny you mentioned that there's another like four or five episodes left <laughs> um, all right here we go here's when all the theories leave here's when Bye, all everyone. the theories go out the window who would have thought but you know what? We should have known. We should have, we should have known. I mean, like, how many of the shows we've watched have done this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It happens so much. Go on, um, Richard. What happens so, in episode eight? <sighs> episode eight starts off innocently enough. We have the ocean of words, which is, they love that. There's a Ferris wheel off in the background. And we get to see um, our, 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 our main couple standing there. We've got Bookworm and Chef Payne standing there looking out. But I was like... I was paying most of attention. I was taking some notes, but I looked up and I looked down. I looked up and I looked down. And then suddenly I had to pause the episode because I was like, wait a second. Something's very wrong. (laughs) These two people have more lines on their faces. Are they slightly taller and a little bit more hunched? And then it hit me. And I was like, no, wait, this can't be possible. (laughs) I was like, this is just a quirk of the art style that I missed earlier. It's been a while. I'm going to keep going. Um, but I, for a moment, I could have sworn that they had aged 
And I was like, no. Nothing gets past Detective Richard. Detective Richard, ace detective. Um, We have our hype opening, and I'm like, okay. There's probably just something. I wasn't paying attention. It's fine. Um, We... Uh, get into the episode with uh, a new person we haven't met before. Uh, I thought she was lady friend for a second. I thought she was lady friend for a second too, but I was like, wait, her hair's different and she looks yeah. like, yeah. Um, for now, in my notes, I have her written as fashion passion. Oh my God, I had fashion. her as fashion also, Are but not sure? fashion oh, passion. Yes. <laughs> so fashion passion it is. Okay, okay, okay. So fashion passion, this is what I've called her. She's a young woman who, um, we've never seen her before and she's arriving at the dick department. Um, She's clearly a new employee because she's got like a box of her stuff and she's wandering around calling out, looking for someone to help her around the building. <laughs> no one's answering her. Um, and she finally gets up to like the main dictionary department where we, we, we've been so many times before. Uh, she's finally greeted by Book Nanny who sneaks up behind her and scares like the living crap out of her. Um, <laughs> and the thing about this is when I looked at Book Nanny, I was like, oh, okay. Book Nanny looks exactly the same as before, right? Like, yeah. I thought there might have been a time skip, but clearly that was just me, my mind playing tricks on me. We're back to where we were. Um, so Book Nanny looks exactly same. I'm like, whew. Then Book Nanny's like, okay, I'll call the chief over. Hey, Chief <laughs> Bookworm. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. When did they give him that new title? And out he comes. He's like a little silk bookworm, like a silkworm that loves books, who's turned into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, he's metamorphosized. He looks this... the same, but his hair's shorter. Yeah, he looks the same, his hair's shorter. I, I was going to say he looks more hunched, but now I think about it, he's always just been bent like 90 degrees forward. Yeah. <laughs> but he is definitely older, more tired looking, and there's a little bit more lines on his face. Yeah. Um... Anyway, he was just apparently sitting in the office completely ignoring fashion, passion, screaming for help. Um, but he finally was like, oh, you're here? Oh, it's nice to meet you. Um, and he and fashion, passion have this nice, awkward meeting where, like, he is, he's not a very warm person when he first meets her. But, like, he's like, hey, welcome to the club. Um, and we learned that fashion, passion used to be an editor for a fashion, uh, fashion magazine. Um, and, but she is now working for the dictionary department. When he reaches out to help her with her box is when I scream. Because <laughs> yeah. what do you see on his hand? A wedding ring. A wedding ring. I almost missed it at first, but then I was and like, I oh, was like cool ring. How many years? <laughs> How many years? How many years? What year is this? <laughs> um, Go on, Richard. Yeah, so fa- uh, Fashion Fashion gets this pretty bad welcome. She's like, she learns that like, Bookworm and she are the only full-time employees in the department, and this is very surprising and alarming to her. Um, I would be alarmed too. Like, absolutely, like in this like giant office, just messy, filled with books, and it's just the two of them. Um, and Book Nanny's going to be there as well, and he's he mentions a couple of the other part-time employees. Um, but Bookworm's like, here, take any desk you like. Really, anywhere's fine. Also, they're horrifically messy, so if you could just clean them all up first, <laughs> then you can put your box down and get settled. <laughs> like they did nothing to prep for her they did nothing to prepare for her i'm i just imagine that like for bookworm this has just been like the same day over and over and over again for the past x number of years and he has been no track of time oh my um, god but like she's like super ready to get into this she like puts her box down she immediately starts cleaning up all this horrible mess that bookworm has made over the entire office um and like she like just like gets into it and is ready to go it um, makes me wonder what Book Nanny's job is. 
Yeah, she she like seems to answer the phone and do dictionary and like handle the spreadsheets, which is like a that's a big job, of course. But I guess. And she makes tea, um, yeah. lots of tea. <laughs> um, still, it's clear that for uh, fashion passion, that this is not a great start for her. I mean, she's like in this really messy office. Everything's not as she expected it, which as she would expect it to be. Um, and as she's taking a break, she comments on, "Wow." The out-of-placeness is really strong in this place, uh, is really strong here. Um, Bookworm, who hears this new phrase as he's working, leaps into action and immediately starts pestering her for the, like a definition for this word she might have made up, out-of-placeness. Um, and she's very disarmed, as anyone would be if someone like jumps in your face with a pen and paper and starts scribbling down. Who is um, also your boss, who you just met. Who you just met, yeah. And she's like trying her best to define it. She's like, oh, it's a feeling of alienation... Uh, when you're in a place you don't belong, when you're in the enemy camp. And uh, he keeps pestering her, asking for meetings. And she's finally like, well, whatever it is, I'm feeling a lot of out-of-placeness right now. <laughs> um, and she, like, she, like, immediately, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be here. I, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable, but you're definitely, you're, you're well-suited for this. Everyone tells me you were very good at it. Um, you're very organized, and that's very important to making a dictionary. Um, you love words. You just love words. And she's not totally sold on this. Uh, he's not doing a great job of explaining it to her. Um, but yeah. Later that day, uh, the dictionary department gets a visit from a paper engineer who is there to demo the latest paper technology for the dictionary that they're going to make. I call him Sample Boy. Sample Boy. <laughs> Handing out free samples of books. Um, I love this guy. I love him. like, the biggest nerd for paper I've ever seen in my entire life. He's, like, all combined in, like, four minutes of this show. And (laughs) I would die for Sample Boy. Yeah. Uh, So Sample Boy is really proud of this paper that his company has made for this dictionary. It's specially made from the ground up for this dictionary. And they engineered it to be thin but sturdy so that you could have a lot of words in a small volume. Um, But is it sticky? Is it sticky enough, is Bookworm's question. He stares at that book, he fingers through it, he compares it to other samples. He says, I'm sorry, not sticky enough. You'll have to take it back and make it again. At first I was like, oh no, well, I guess that's another person who will have to deal with Bookworm's unreasonable standards for this. But, like, Sample Boy? What's his name? Sample? Yeah. Sample Sample Boy Boy is like... He gets it. He is embarrassed. He's heartbroken and ashamed. And I feel really bad for him. But he's like, listen, you're right. This is not the best we could do. I'll take it back to my boys at the lab and we'll make this the best we can do. And I was like, oh, my God. I love him so much. Everyone's so so invested in this dictionary. He's a good Um, boy. Yeah, he's a very good boy. Um, We have the little dictionary short. I didn't write down what it was about. Um, It's probably dumb. It doesn't matter. No, the dictionary short is actually with the big reveal when they say, like, your dictionary isn't even done yet. And they're like, yeah, even though it's been 13 years. And that's oh. when I paused and was like, 13 years! Is that when it's supposed... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, Holy that's cow. the big reveal is during Dictionary Corner. <laughs> 13 years. Should have been paying more attention. But Thir- yeah, I, it's been 13, 13 years, everybody. Years. I'm not even... That's more than half my life. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, he's been working on this same project for 13 years, Kelly. I can't watch a YouTube video that's longer than six minutes. Right? That's a lie. I watch a lot of 30-minute YouTube. 
but like <laughs> the point the point is the point that stands. i'm dying <laughs> yes um so after the short we uh, find ourselves back at the boarding house um we in the first couple seconds we get some a nice shot of some pictures on a shelf of grandma and immediately we yep. have realized that she has passed away hurtful that's all we get <laughs> yep i loved granny i loved her she was his best friend for such a long time his only friend besides yep. the cat it was good but guess what guess it's okay what? it's the cat's okay alive. everyone the cat's fine that's an old cat holy cow yeah. He's probably um, like 16, 18. Yeah. Uh, and um, as was foreshadowed by the ring, Bookworm and Chef Payne have been married for some time. <laughs> she looks old. Yeah, she really... She is not aged well. Yeah, no. I guess but I appreciate it's it. really stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's also the head chef of it. She owns the place. She owns the place, which is awesome. Everyone's growing. I love it. Oh, so good. But I also um, hate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so they're having dinner, and Chef Payne's like, hey, do you like this asparagus I made? And Bookworm's just off his own head worrying about work. Um, and, she, and Chef Payne is, like, very patient. She, like, asks him, all right, tell me what word you're thinking about so we can hash this out. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, no, I'm just thinking about um, how I really, I feel really bad about how fashion passion doesn't feel very welcome, and I'd like to think of a good way to, like... But, but his exact words are like, I just, I'm having trouble relating to young women. Oh, yeah. And she's like, What? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, in any case, Chef Payne, after her surprise, is like, oh, well, have you done anything to make her feel welcome? And he's like, oh, of course. <laughs> Do something to make her feel welcome. Why didn't I think of that? Um, and she's like, well, you could throw her a party like normal people do. Um, and wow, he's like, you're a genius. And uh, she's like, yeah. Also, make sure not to say things the way that you normally say them. And, like, confuse or upset her, which is something that you sometimes do. Um, like, just now. Like, just now when you completely ignored me talking about this dish I made. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Your asparagus is delicious, and you have to forgive me. And she's like, okay, I forgive you, you dumb idiot. I'm really sad we never got to see them date. Yeah, we just skipped right over that whole process. I want to know yeah, what the relationship like, well, is like. Listen, guys, if you write a 15-page letter, 15 letter, you're in. Yeah, you're in. That's no other work needed. Just skip everything. Go straight to marriage. Yep. That's what I learned from mm-hmm. the dictionary anime. Dictionary which is my anime. source for love. <laughs> That's where I learn everything. From from the shorts in the middle. That's where I learn most things. <laughs> uh, so they have the welcome party uh, for uh, Fashion Passion. And they have it at Chef Payne's fancy new restaurant that she owns. And it's really cool. Uh, we get to check in with the rest of the book family who have all aged. But thankfully... Granny was the only one who passed away. Everyone else is intact. So that yeah, was I was so worried about Elder Wordsmith when we saw Granny I was, dead. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> you can only take one old person from me, anime. Mm-hmm. At one time, per episode, you can do that. Um, Book Dad has gray hair now, and he looks very old and tired, but I guess he's been working really hard over the past 13 years supporting his sick wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still apparently working part-time, so good. He's still there. Hotshot looks... A million years older. Um, he is still there. He's still there. Uh, 
And he's apparently the king of the PR department, which is like good for a hot shot. Like, yeah. of course you do well here. So he um, stayed at the PR department. He never transferred back, but he still comes to their thing. He still comes to their dinners. Like he's clearly part of the family. Kills me. Elder Wordsmith looks about the same, in all honesty. <laughs> I, I thought he was the same. Um, however, he does have an illness that I like to call the foreshadowing cough. <laughs> uh, it's when an elderly character has a cold that just won't go away. He just and keeps coughing. He just keeps coughing. And I'm like, well, okay. I guess I'll just have to start appreciating my time with him from now on. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after dinner, Hotshot and Book Dad, well, we everyone talks and they get to meet each other. And um, uh, Fashion Passion's sort of still getting used to the group. She's still learning a lot and she's she doesn't seem super comfortable yet. Um, Pretty overwhelming. Hotsh- yeah. Hotshot and Dad uh, walk Elder Woodsmith to the bus station, and they leave Bookworm and Fashion Passion to drink in silence with each other. <laughs> um, yeah, she- Fashion Passion's still not feeling totally great or comfortable, and so she just starts down in her beer, because, like, I mean, what else are you supposed to do with your boss? Like, it's the <laughs> first day that you met him. Um, well, I guess the second day or something, but... Yeah. Chef Bane comes over, and she's like, thank you very much for eating here. It's a pleasure to meet you. And thank you for taking care of my fool of a husband. <laughs> Please treat him. Please take care of him. Um, anywho, a couple of beers later, Fashion Passion uh, has had a bit... Uh, uh, she's a little tipsy. And she finally, like, can't hold it any longer. And she has to just... She, she, she tells Bookworm, look, I'm not cut out for this. I don't think I'm going to do well. I'm very worried that this is not going to go well. Um... And uh, I, she, she's worried that she was pushed out of the fashion industry because she had lots of... She says that she has lots of conflicts with her supervisors and the other writers because she was so... Uh, she fought over wording and different articles that she had written. Um, and Bookworm tries to tell her that, oh, I didn't hire you because you, you weren't pushed onto my lap. I, I wanted you because your supervisors told me that you are great. You put great importance on words and that you'd be a great fit for the job. Um, and she's like, what does that mean? Great importance on words. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, she's still super upset and she uh, decides to leave the restaurant because she's feeling very overwhelmed. Um, Bookworm goes to his wife and sits sadly next to her while she does the dishes and looks for solace in her wisdom and clarity. And she's just like, I know it's hard, but you guys, I can tell that you guys will work very well together. You have complementary skills and personalities. You seem very much alike. I think you guys should stick with it and try your best. <laughs> um, Hotshot is stumbling back from the bus station when he runs into Fashion Passion, who is sitting alone in a park, much like he did some time ago. Um, and he says, hey, what's wrong? Talk to me. And he listens to her for a while, and she talks about all that's on her mind. She, she really does care about words a lot and their meanings, and that's sort of why she had conflicts at her previous position. Uh, and she really wants to work hard on expressing her thoughts and feelings accurately and correctly, um, but it's it's difficult to do and requires a lot of... And it's something that she really cares about. Um, Hotshot's like, someone who cares a lot about words, I sense a dictionary spirit deep within this person. Can I ask you to define the word right? And <laughs> just like Bookworm, she goes off on this whole... Thing about oh well is right the hand that you write with no because they're left-handed people hmm and she starts talking about all these different ways to define in a way that's inclusive and uh, accessible Speedful. to people yeah. 
And Hotshot's like, okay, you're fine. You're, you're ready for this. You're, you were made for this job. Uh, and it's very nice. And he's nice and supportive. Uh, the next day, Fashion Passion approaches uh, Bookworm back in the office. Uh, and she's like, hey, I think we should revisit these fashion words. Uh, I think we could do a lot better job for the book boat. Uh, and Bookworm's like, oh, absolutely. I completely agree with the, concern, the concerns you have. And Fashion Passion's like, okay, cool. Do you mind if I rewrite these? Because I think this is something I really care about. And he's like, oh my God, yes, please do it. You're going to do great. Um, and it ends, as every episode ends, with us feeling really hopeful as usual, that this dictionary is going to be great because everyone's supportive and they love each other and it's nice. Yeah, that's how every episode ends. Oh yeah, that's right. Every episode ends that way, no question. All right, so episode nine, okay? We had an initial shock. 13 years in the future, but you know what? Things are okay. I still mm-hmm. want to see, is Hotshot married to Lady Friend? Because Lady Friend has not appeared. And there has been no good shot of his hands. So that is my main concern, honestly. Oh my god, you're right. That is my biggest concern. Um, will that concern be answered this episode? No, because for some <laughs> reason we're focusing on a dictionary. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, so the episode opens out with um, Fashion Passion is set to work, but she has a killer hangover. Um, but no worries, Dick Fam has her back, and they give her some medicine. and Because she's inebriated. And she didn't know what inebriated meant for some reason. So she ran to a dictionary, desperate to figure out what that they what were they making fun of me? What's going on? And she just and uh, she realizes what inebriated meant. She's like, why didn't they just say I was drunk? God, you're so. <laughs> and then she discovers a secret file Hotshot wrote about bookworm <laughs> in the shelves, and she texts him for more information. And he texts back and says, Ah, it's time. You have finally found it. <laughs> uh, and he's like. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you all about Bookworm. I know he's such an enigma that I've written many pages about. Um, I recommend reading this book called Night Flight to really learn more. And she's like, okay. So she goes to the shelves and she looks for this book and she finds a book. And she's like, this is a big book. It's very dusty. And out comes a piece of paper and thus starts a scavenger hunt of the ages. (laughs) Except actually it's just go to this other book. So she goes to this other book in the basement. Um, and inside it, she finds these um, papers that were clearly photocopied. And there's like 15 pages of them. What could it be? What could it be? It's his love letter that he wrote 13 years ago. That uh, Hotshot did photocopy, I remember now, in a scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was why. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so she starts reading it and she laughs at it. And she's like, is this a love letter? Why doesn't he just say he likes her? Why can't he be straightforward? And so she's just, like, laughing in the basement at this love letter. <laughs> and then Elder Wordsmith appears. Like, the ghost he will be soon. No! <laughs> and is like, what are you reading? And then he starts reading, and he's like, ha, this letter is just like him. He has all the words, but he has no ability to string them together to express himself. Um... And he, like, looks at her and he goes, you know, you're a word lover, too. I'm glad our family is growing. And I cried Um, because of the word family, because I'm a weak person. Uh, So she asks later on, she asks Bookworm, you know, what's a dictionary to him? Because she's, like, trying to get that passion. She's trying to figure him out to see, like, how does she fit in this world, you know? Um, So she asks him, you know, what's a dictionary? I want to hear from you what you think it is. And so he starts philosophizing about how, Dictionaries are maps to people and how words are constantly changing. 
and dictionaries are human because they're made by humans and they're therefore not perfect and that you know we need people like you young people with more other perspectives to keep us on track and she's like very heartened by this she's like oh you mean me it's nice so um dick squad meets uh and it's time for our final password of this dictionary uh because we're almost done it's 13 years in the making but we're almost done. So we're going to do one last final pass through of everything to make sure everything's okay. And then we'll start printing. Um, so speak now about new words or forever hold your peace. Or if we have to remove any words, like tell us now. Um, and then we get a nice thrilling montage <laughs> that includes the battle of the thermostat. Where the ladies are too cold and the men are too hot because that's an actual thing. <laughs> uh, sample boy coming in again um and he's still not strong enough uh because his pages are too weak so gotta send him back into the lab one more time and weeks and months pass and hotshot visits him (laughs) and he comes bearing gifts which are snacks and book nanny says you know you are a good person and he gets excited about it because he's like nanny complimented me and i'm like (laughs) in 13 years and she never said a nice word about him (laughs) 13 years and he still visits his old work department help me me. heaven help me oh my god sample boy returns for the third time and we're good Mm -hmm. he gets a firm handshake of approval and he is so excited um and as he leaves he he turns uh or as he's leaving um fashion passion who has been encouraging him this whole time so whenever uh bookworm had been like no this needs to be stronger she'd be like you're doing such a great job and i know we can do this together and he's really appreciated it so she does basically the same thing she's like thank you so much for all your hard work this dictionary is going to be amazing thanks to you and sample boy like hey you want to go maybe eat some time to celebrate and she's like just the two of us and he's like is that a no and she's like no yeah let's go but i'm treating you and i'm like wow so cute so uh then we cut to Bookworm fighting uh, the publishing company for the dictionary uh, because they don't want to print a lot of copies because they don't think it's going to sell. And he's like, well, our competitors, you know, sell 200,000 copies. We're definitely going to be in that same range. Like, you have to do this. And they're like, I don't know. We kind of hate you. <laughs> Remember? And so he's, like, doing his best. And um, after the meeting, he goes to lunch with Hotshot, who buys him lunch. And, you know, Bookworm's still upset because he's just not good with words and he wishes he was more like Hotshot. And Hotshot's like, you're doing great, man. You're doing fantastic. And I'm really proud of you. But Bookworm's still anxious. And then he starts freaking out about marketing. I've forgotten about marketing. (laughs) And Hotshot's like, leave that to me, babe. I got this. I got this. Also, and then there's like him writing something in the thing. And is, is he doing a vocab sheet? Oh, I think so. Yeah. That's yeah, what Hotshot still does vocab sheets. Hmm. 13 years later. <laughs> Beautiful people, man. Um, we cut to Elder Wordsmith and Bookworm working, and Elder Wordsmith is under the weather, so Bookworm forces him to stop working, and mm-hmm. Elder Wordsmith is really impatient because he's like, we're so close. <laughs> but you're right, we must not rush it. And he goes home and agrees to stop working for a bit. Which is great. Um, and then... The impossible. No, please. The worst. Please. Fashion's humming along. She's doing her work. She's looking over these pages, and then she's she hesitates a moment. She's like, "Huh? Who 
hold on. So she stops and she pulls out another book with their vocab list, basically with their like triangle circle organizing system. And she goes down it and she's like, oh, she looks back to the dictionary page and she's like, oh, and she stands up and she runs to she runs to bookworm, chief bookworm. And she's like, we have a problem. A word is missing. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he like rips the pages from her to look himself. And he's like, oh my God. And the words are throbbing around him. They're both panicking. You know, World War Three has started. <laughs> it's over. A word is missing. How many other words could be missing? You know what this means. We have to check every single entry again. Oh my God. And the episode ends with this horrible music of, <laughs> oh God, will we be here another 10 years? Oh my God, that's the nightmare scenario. We have entered the nightmare scenario. <laughs> the oh bumper no. is really cute. Uh, Fashion Passion is on her date with Sample Boy. And they're like, they sure are taking a while with our drinks, huh? She's like, yeah, where is our sake? And they cut to outside the room and they're at uh chef Payne's restaurant and you see the entire dick family like lining up these stairs and being like we have to keep them from drinking alcohol for the good of our precious new daughter fashion fashion <laughs> and it's because they're super overprotective and i love it mm-hmm. and i think it's adorable so yeah um who knows if this dictionary is ever going to end it's taken decades mm-hmm. where is lady friend where is lady friend oh oh kelly there was one thing i wanted to add so in the scene where Hotshot and uh, Bookworm are like, they're meeting up after the meeting that Bookworm had uh, where he was like, oh no, marketing. Did you notice the little girl who came into the restaurant? Yeah, and they, she said over there and that's when he pulled out his vocab sheet. I, was, that, was, that his, was that his daughter? I think it might have been, but I don't know. I don't know. It might have been a rando girl. It might have been his daughter that just inspired him to make a vocab sheet. Something. I don't You're know. Right, daughter. I will make a vocab. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I couldn't tell if the girl was talking to him or someone behind him. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. If well, it's his daughter, I'm gonna weep. Oh, because like if he's a single dad, I'm gonna flip no. something. Where is Lady Friend? <laughs> Where is she? I, need I don't know, her. Kelly. They were so good, Richard. They were very good, but I don't know, Kelly. At this point, I don't know anymore. I'm quit. I'm going to quit. We're way over. We need to talk about Rex, but I'm Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I quit. I quit. So my Wreck of the Week is, Kelly, have you ever seen, uh, well, oh, here we go. So Disney has been doing these Mickey Mouse shorts that, like, I haven't been paying attention to, but I finally started watching them on YouTube, and they're, like, really cute and nice, and uh, they're, they're, so basically it's, like, classic setups, like, structure of, like, old Mickey Mouse shorts where Mickey Mouse goes on adventures and gets into, like hijinks with his friends Donald and Goofy um, and Minnie and the thing is that they I gave it I've seen clips yeah no there have been clips all over the place so a lot of gifts of these Mickey Mouse shorts and like I started watching a couple of them they're like they're, they don't have the same cruelty that the old Mickey Mouse shorts used to have but like mm. they're musical and they're very colorful and they're very well animated and the humor's got a little hint of 21st century millennial humor that's like fun that I really like where like oh. Mickey is like ready he's not like he doesn't have a lot of mean humor but he has like some more like goofy self demeaning humor that i kind of like so Mm. i'll put a link to that in the description and i encourage you all to check it out is that the scene where like i've seen a gif of like Minnie falling down 
and Mickey freaking out. Oh, yeah, and he's like, here, I'll fall down, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's the funniest scene ever. Yeah, no, definitely. It's from the I didn't series, realize yeah. what that was from. Now I want to watch it. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, my wreck of the week is also super short. It's um, this Japanese animation that someone did. Um, I'll put a link because uh, it's in Japanese, the title of it, but then mm. Moses. And it's um, they took the song Moses Supposes from Singing in the Rain. You know, the Moses Supposes. Da-da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. It's famous. So they have that song, and it's about this little ghost girl who's sad, and she doesn't. she's a little ghost, so she doesn't have feet or legs. She just has a little ghost tail. And she finds these singing tap shoes that are just singing Moses, supposedly, doing the <laughs> tap dance. And she gets really excited, so she keeps floating because it feels like she's tap dancing. And that's the oh, whole short. It's like two minutes, and it's adorable. That's really nice. And very cute. So I'll put a link to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, those are two little wrecks. Next week, we finish Book Boat. <sighs> There's only two episodes left. Will we get another 30-year time skip? I mean, that's what I'm predicting, is another 30-year time skip. Um, it'll be their children working on the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> this is the great... No, you know what I'm predicting is that they finish the dictionary, and then uh, Elder Wordsmith, is, who's like cryogenically frozen, is like, <laughs> All right, time to start the next one. <laughs> the greater passage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So that's my one prediction. And Lady Friend better freaking She better show up. I swear to goodness gracious. I'm going to kill everyone. Because she and Hotshot are, like, the best part about the show. And mm-hmm. I'm very, I need confirmation on their relationship status. They're, like, one of my favorite anime couples I've seen for a while. That's yeah. Really good. And I'm more invested in them than Chef Payne and Bookworm because we never get to see them interact. Yeah, we just know that they're married and that's it. Yeah, while I can see the love and care in Hot Shot and Lady Friend's relationship, and I just want to know apparent. that that fire did not go out. <laughs> but I guess we need yeah. to thank some people. Let us think. Let us pray. Uh, we would like to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Woo! Woo! How do we leave them today, Richard? Um, by the time, when we next shall meet, it shall be 13 years in the future. That's right. And we'll be skeletons. Yep. So don't expect an update until 2030. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. See you in the future. See you in the future. Bye. Bye.